Let's pray. Extravagant God, send your Holy Spirit to dwell within us so that we may have the strength of purpose to live out your calling this day and every day. Now let the words of your scripture and the teaching of your son Jesus be a light to our path and a lamp to our feet. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Today's scripture reading from the third and fourth chapters in Paul's second letter to Timothy. And that, that, remember he's that young co-worker. This is a, generally this is a letter that appears to have been written when Paul was in prison, probably in Rome, abandoned but by all but a few of his friends, facing imminent death. In the letter, Timothy is getting encouragement, encouragement to keep the faith. So listen now for the word of God in 2 Timothy. We'll start at the 10th verse of the third chapter. Reading from that common English Bible. But you have paid attention to my teaching, conduct, purpose, faithfulness, patience, love, and endurance. You have seen me experience physical abuse and ordeals in places such as Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. I put up with all sorts of abuse, and the Lord rescued me from them all. In fact, everyone who wants to live a holy life in Christ Jesus will be harassed. But evil people and swindlers will grow even worse as they deceive others while being deceived themselves. But you must continue with the things you have learned and found convincing. You know who taught you. Since childhood, you have known the Holy Scripture, scriptures that help you to be wise in a way that leads to salvation through faith that is in Christ Jesus. Every scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for showing mistakes, for correcting, and for training character so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that is good. I'm giving you this commission in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus who is coming to judge the living and the dead by his appearance and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be ready to, to do it whether it's convenient or inconvenient. Correct, confront, and encourage with patience and instruction. There will come a time when people will not tolerate sound teaching. They will collect teachers who say what they want to hear because they're self-centered. They will turn their back on the truth and turn to myths. But you must keep control of yourself in all circumstances. Endure suffering, do the work of a preacher of the good news, and carry out your service fully. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Oh Lord, may my words and may our thoughts be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Remember, remember, remember. I'm going to take a big risk this morning. You see, in, in my very first meeting with the Presbyterian liaison assigned to me by COM, that commission-owned ministry, Jim Davis, formerly pastor of Providence Presbyterian just down the road. Jim gave me a stern warning. 
And I'm going to ignore today. Jim said, you can preach the same sermon. You can make the same points several times. But don't you ever, don't ever tell the same story twice. Because people remember. Well, this time I'm going to ignore Jim's advice and instead recall what the great Groucho Marx said. Groucho said, if you've heard this story before, don't stop me. I'd like to hear it again. <laughs> well, just before I met with Berea's public committee, I asked my family. If they were on the committee, what would they ask me? Now, Sarah said that she would ask me to tell a joke. And she explained, any preacher worth their salt can tell a good joke. Well, actually, when I met with the committee, I told them this, and they didn't ask me anything about a joke. But later on, Erica asked a question about Christian education, and I said, there's the time for my story. Did you hear about a preacher who was getting more and more concerned about the church's Christian education? Well, what were these children learning in Sunday school? So he, he decided he'd go visit. He visited several classes to see for himself. Well... He showed up in one class, and it made the teacher more than a little nervous. So she asked, Preacher, is there something you'd like to say to our class? He looked at every student in the eye, real stern-like. And he said, I just have one question. Who? Who tore down that wall around Jericho? Well, all the students, they kind of looked down, you know, looked at the hands in the lap, something. They avoided eye contact, and the room was just real quiet for a long time until one little boy said, I didn't do it. <laughs> well, the preacher reared back in his chair, and he glared at the teacher and said, what do you got to say about this? What do you got to say about such an answer? And she really kind of humbly said, well, preacher, Johnny comes from a good family. If he says he didn't do it, I'm sure he didn't do it. <laughs> So at the next officer's meeting, the preacher goes into great detail and tells all that story that had happened. And then he gets excited. He pounds on the table and says, what are we going to do about this? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, once again, the room is real quiet. Everybody kind of looks down. Nobody wants to make eye contact. And finally, one wise older officer leans forward and says, Preacher, let's just pay for the wall and forget about it. <laughs> well, there are many books and surveys and even a few TV programs I've seen that indicate that this little story is not too far from the truth. Because not only is the Bible the all-time best-selling book, I heard not long ago the average American family has about four. It's also the book most often stolen. <laughs> well, you go to most any bookstore and you, you'll find a variety of translations and presentations of the Bible from the King James Version to modern versions like the Common English Bible, the CEB I just read from. Or there's the leather-bound family Bible style. Or you can get... You can even get a comic book version, a graphic novel version. And thanks to the Gideons, you can find a Bible in every hotel, motel room, and most jail cells. 
You can buy an audio version from a straight reading to professionally active versions. You can find Bibles for all kinds of groups. Women's Study Bible, Green Bible. I have here a new version called the, this one says Messiah. It's a six volume paperback version of the Bible. It's written, it's printed like a novel. Don't have verses, don't have chapters. You just have the books of the Bible written out. And that's, uh, I think, the New Living Translation. So why all this interest in one book? So long after it was written. Well, the interest picture is kind of a good news, bad news thing. There's a fellow named Stephen Prothero. He's an author and Yale professor I met one time. Who's, he's written on this subject. He had a book called Religious Illiteracy, actually Literacy. He said nearly two-thirds of Americans believe the Bible holds the answers to all or most of life's basic questions. But only about half of American adults can name even one of the four Gospels. Or can name the first book in the Bible. In the 90s, there was a preacher and Harvard professor named Peter Gomes. He spent his sabbatical years over at Duke, and he wrote a book one year called uh, The Good Book, Reading the Bible with Mind and Heart. Now, he was surprised, as his publisher was, as everybody was, this came a national best-selling book. There was that much interest in the Bible. The Bible is, uh, according to one author, is, is a book that Christians believe that's so holy and so inspired, they almost never read it, <laughs> for fear somehow it might draw us closer to God and neighbor or change our lives in some inconvenient kind of way. Well, in today's scripture reading from the second letter to Timothy, Timothy is told to remember Remember, remember. First he's told to remember what he learned from his mama and his grandma. First you must continue with the things you have learned and found convincing. You know who taught you. And who taught him? His mama Eunice and his grandma Lois. Who taught you along the way? Second, he's told to remember what he learned from the apostle Paul. He says, you paid attention to my teaching and conduct and purpose and faithfulness, patience, love, endurance. You've seen me go through all kinds of ordeals in all kinds of places. Which people have you learned from along the way? We were talking about Mr. Bruce earlier. There have been saints in your life. Maybe, maybe they were your mama or your grandma. Maybe they were a father or grandfather or an uncle. Maybe they were people in this church. I know several of you thinking Jack Sherman, right? <laughs> there are people that you've learned from along the way. As Timothy learned from Paul. And third, Timothy is told, remember, to learn from Scripture. Since childhood, you've known the Holy Scripture, the Scriptures that help you to be wise in a way that leads to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every Scripture is inspired by God and useful, and he says, for teaching for showing mistakes, for correcting, for training character so that the person who belongs to God can be equipped to do everything that's good. Well, look at those three ways scripture is useful. For 
teaching, Christianity, our faith, is not based, it's not really based, we don't worship the Bible, it's not based on a printed book, but the living Christ is what our faith is based on. But where you meet Jesus is in the pages of the Bible. That's where you get closest to a first-hand account of things that Jesus said, the things that Jesus did during his time on earth. Secondly, it's useful for showing mistakes and correcting. We do live in that time of fierce independence when many people trust their own judgment more than doctors who've been to medical school or scientists who use trustworthy methods to study things. And whether it's about vaccination or climate change or whatever, people rely on it. I just don't think that's true on the basis of nothing. As we read, time will come when people will not tolerate sound teaching. They'll collect teachers who say what they want to hear because they're self-centered. They'll turn their back on the truth and turn to myths. And the third thing it's good for is training character. Where else are you going to learn basic ethical standards like the Ten Commandments or the Golden Rule or or the command to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And why, why use scripture for teaching and correcting mistakes and training character? Well, so that the person who belongs to God will be equipped to do everything that's good. So why is Timothy told to remember what he learned from Mama, to remember what he learned from Paul's wife, to remember what he learned in scripture, so that his faith persists and does not die? The 14th verse tells him, you must continue with the things that you have learned and found convincing. You remember, this letter to Timothy started with a reminder to rekindle, to revive God's gift in you, to guard that treasure, to protect this good thing that's been placed in your, in your trust through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So remember Remember, remember. Remember what you learned from your parents and grandparents, heroes in the faith in your life. Remember what you learned from saints in your life who've inspired you by their example. Remember what you have learned from the Bible and don't forget to keep learning from God's word. Thanks be to God. May the God of love dwell in your heart. May the grace of Christ uphold you in faith. May the Holy Spirit equip you for ministry and all of your ministers. And may the good book be your guide. And glory be to God now and forevermore. Amen.